Welcome to the Sound of Goshen, brought to you by the Goshen Chamber of Commerce and your community health system, Goshen Health. Get started on your own path to living vibrantly. The first step, Goshen Health. Visit livevibrantly.com. This week's podcast episode, Sounds Around Town. Welcome to the Sound of Goshen. I'm your host, Vince Turner. Today's episode is Sounds Around Town, where today we're pedaling around town with Danny Jones. He is the owner of Lincoln Avenue Cycling and is one of the strongest biking advocates in the city of Goshen. Uh, Danny, first of all, welcome to the program. And second of all, um, has it been a good spring? Yes, Vance. It's, uh, you know, we've, uh, Goshen has a very good bike culture Mm -hmm. building and, um, you know, with that. And so we see more and more cyclists, you know, getting out and, and enjoying the trails that we have and the and the weather to enjoy it in. That's an interesting thing you talk about, Danny, is that that it, the, a biking culture. Uh, and, and the umbrella is so large. I mean, we we, right. we think about young people riding their bikes uh, around the neighborhood and everything else. And you go from, you know, just families out on the bike trails or out on the sidewalks or whatever the case may be, all the way to competitive, nearly professional bikers who are really serious about their craft. Right, yeah, because it's um, many people realize that most of their trips are less than three miles of their home, mm-hmm. and if they take the time, you know, and and plan for it, they can accomplish most of what they want to do from a bicycle and be quicker about it. We would. I want to talk a lot about about that bike culture that you talk about, but we'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about Lincoln Avenue Cycling. A family business that's been around for quite some time. And, you know, I do quite a bit of walking as well as a little bit of biking. And I don't walk past Lincoln Avenue cycling without seeing somebody in the parking lot or a whole bunch of somebody's in the evening right. all on bikes. Yes. Um, we're actually celebrating our 75th year in business this mm-hmm. year from what history I know on it. It was, I was told it was started in 1948 um, there on the corner of um, Fifth and Lincoln. Mm hmm. And in 1970, my father-in-law, Louis Stoffel, which had purchased the business in 1964, um, moved the business to where it is now, there on the corner of uh, Lincoln and, uh, yeah. Is that Chicago? (laughs) Chicago. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. Um, (laughs) Well, I had to think about it for a moment, too. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been there. It was what we used to be a big Schwinn dealer, and it was what they called a Schwinn concept store back mm-hmm. when um, Schwinn was larger in the bike world. Actually, if we're going to do geography, here's the easiest way. It's right across the street from the chief. Yes. <laughs> yes. If people, have, when they call and ask me where I'm at, if I tell them, do you know the chief ice cream? They, the majority of people say yes. We say we're right there. Yeah, so, talking yeah. about a landmark. That's, that's amazing. Danny, your personal love for biking. How, how has it grown? How has it developed? Where, where did you get the fever? Um, well, honestly, I married into it. So I, uh, <laughs> uh, as far as that, I'm uh, a Florida boy and met my wife to be down there on a trip mm-hmm. that she was visiting. And and like I said, married. We got married a couple of, a year later. Um, I I was in a different business and. Mm-hmm. Did that when I moved up here for a couple of years, but in 1982 I started working full time at the bike store and uh, purchased it from Louis with a partner, Kerm Garber, which had been there for many years. Um, him and I purchased it in 19, basically January of 1987, 
And then I was able to purchase Kerm share out in 1992, if I have my math right. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's been my wife and I since that timing. And so this is my, if I have my math right, 41st year working there. It's, you know, it's, and it's one of those things where, you know, you're around bikes all day. You're either repairing them, selling them, talking to people about them, advising them, counseling them. But you hop on the bike and ride quite a bit yourself, correct? Um, not as much as many people, but yeah. I do ride a fair amount. I always, you know, my goal is usually around 500 miles a year is what I shoot for. Mm-hmm. Um, as a lot of people that are doing the business that they're doing, sometimes I find I get more miles when I leave and get away <laughs> from the shop and go on a trip somewhere. Like, uh, we love going to Mackinac Island or various places that have lots of bike trails that we enjoy there. Mm-hmm. You've been very supportive of probably one of the signature bike trails in our area, the Pumpkin Vine. How much has the pumpkin vines growth and the ensuing publicity and the number of people who participate in that, either in scheduled events or just recreational rides or what have you, how much has the pumpkin vines growth created an extra awareness of biking here in this community? Um, you know, I think that, uh, yes, I attended the first meeting, public meeting uh-huh. they had on it and uh, saw the big hill they had to climb you know to get that convinced that it was a good thing in this area but mm-hmm. i i commented many times on those founding fathers that had that vision of starting that and mm-hmm. seeing it through and um it, what it, to me seeing what has changed our community i mean the community is um built around it a little bit in the sense of something everybody's very proud of it's a very useful tool um, it, it has so many benefits, you know, to health, mm-hmm. um, mentally and physically, as well as, um, you know, transportation and mm-hmm. alternative for people. And so, yeah, the pumpkin vine is a, is a, you could take it away from this area now if you wanted to. Well, so. and, and you're seeing the city of Goshen in particular started to build uh, more trails. I was on the redevelopment commission when we commissioned going down Basher road and then out County road yep. 17, et cetera. So that's been fun to see. And it's fun to see people use it. Uh, do you you mentioned earlier in the program about a biking culture? Do you think that culture is starting to grab hold in the community and and helping it grow? Uh, yes, you know we're fortunate to be in the bike business, so we get to see those people <laughs> right right up front. But there's many people every year that continue to, um, if you will, change their lifestyle a little bit or plan for where they are making bikes. Their you know getting rid of maybe a car. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and committing to doing things by bike. So we're and, seeing more people get involved in, in actually using cycling, not just as recreation uh, or sport, but people who have now used it a mode, as a mode of transportation. Correct. Yeah. I think, you know, the, um, you know, the COVID situation we all went through was probably one of the best things that could happen for the bike world mm-hmm. because it, um, to me, it, 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 people realize the importance of a bicycle, what it can do. And, um, you know, like we sell a brand called Trek, you know, and, and John Burke, the president of that company is, you know, believes that many things in our world could be fixed with a bicycle, Mm -hmm. you know, as well as, you know, some of the other brands we sell, but yes, bikes are a, um, a, a real benefit. So when we talk about that culture, it's great that we've already done this, the pumpkin vine, uh, some city sponsored trails, et cetera. In order to bring that bike culture to the next level, Danny, what kind of things would you like to see in our community? Um, you know, as you and I talked a little bit mm-hmm. before this, you know, talking about 
as far as the teaching and training of cyclists, mm-hmm. you know, on the road and using and obeying the laws and things like that, you know, we need to, you know, encourage that as well, you know, from a standpoint of, you know, following the same road rules as, as cars have to, it's mm-hmm. the same thing. And, um, and also being a good cyclist as far as wearing the helmets, the safety equipment, having the lights on your bike, you know, especially at night riding and, um, you know, wearing clothing to be seen and, you know, and those things all help to, you know, um, make it a positive thing. Mm-hmm. You've, you're a big advocate of bike safety and, and you've been a big advocate of, of bike training. Um, when you start with the little ones, what are, what are some of the things that, that we need to make sure we ingrain in young riders so that they, they do kind of develop that culture as they get older? Well, probably the first thing we talk about the helmet, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I encourage parents when they, you know, put the child, even in child seats or trailers or on their, you know, start with a helmet and, um, it just teaches them that they don't get on a bike without a helmet. Right. And, um, uh, helmets just, uh, uh you know, save a lot of lives yeah. and the right helmet. Correct. Correct. One that fits and one that, um, you know, they have a life expectancy to those two because the sun UV rays dry those helmets out, especially for those that ride more mm-hmm. that are out in it. So, you know, I think the helmet manufacturers tell you every three years, my, my number, I always tell people somewhere around every five years, you mm-hmm. should replace your helmet. So, and, uh, so when you're fitting someone with a helmet, what are some of the things that, that we should watch? Um, biggest thing is that it goes, that it fits the head comfortably. All our heads are made, you know, diff- <laughs> different shapes and sizes. So, um, you know, different helmets are as well made mm-hmm. to fit. So, and they have, um, there's different types of technology now that's been developed to make helmets better in the sense of, if you would go down, they have, um, you know, more, um, being able to absorb the impact and mm-hmm. prevent head you know, concussions and things like that, as well as neck injuries. And so there's uh, a, a licensed product called MIPS, you know, that is used in all kind of helmets, not mm-hmm. just bicycling, but, and those kind of things have helped to improve, you know, to make helmets better. And there's no question that it adds to the safety. Uh, right. Whether you're going slow or going fast. Exactly. So yep. That's uh, it's, it's an important lesson. So you take youngsters then, Danny, and, and when you're fitting young people with, quote unquote, the right bike, uh, how do we start that then in, in helping young people grow up with, with, you know, getting comfortable on a bicycle and moving up? Uh, right. So a lot of it is just, like you say, fitting, mm-hmm. you know, as far as that. Uh, children vary in size. And so the type of bike that they get, and it depends on what the family riding style is. And what I mean by that is if they, you know, if they go out and ride distance and things like that, mm-hmm. then we need to set the child up with a bike that would allow them to keep up if you will. And, um, you know, with it, but, um, you know, they've come out with bikes the last, well, they've been out for quite a few years, but mm-hmm. called balance bikes, you know, that's a great starter for a beginner, you know, 12, you know, for one that's just 12 to 18 months old is a, and it allows them to start learning the word, you know, the feel of balance mm-hmm. and the advantage of that bike is many of those children never need training wheels. They just go straight to the next bike mm-hmm. that has the braking or, some sort of braking or shifting and, and, and they're, they're riders. No, it's fun. And it's, and it's such a neat family experience. I think one of my favorite personal memories of my grandfather was him teaching me how to ride a bike. Sure. Uh, and it's just, I, and I, I remember that excitement of uh, the, well, first of all, kind of that tension of, is he going to let go? I remember the excitement of, of being able to do it. 
But then I remember the pride in my grandfather's eyes when I could actually do that. I mean, that's 55 years ago, 60 yep. years ago, and I still remember that. Bikes are just such a neat part of our culture. It, it is. Um, I, I got to experience what you just talked about last fall. I have uh, three grandchildren that live around me here, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, and they're between the ages of they were five to seven, and um, I, I knew they were close, but just they weren't didn't quite have that confidence. Well, mm -hmm. one of the younger ones took off and learned right away. Well, that whole week, that one weekend all three of them learned to ride that weekend. And that was such a proud moment for me. My, <laughs> my daughter called me and said, dad, will you please come over here and tell her to get off her bike? So she'll go to bed. <laughs> and, uh, and the next morning she was up and that's the first thing she did was go out without telling anybody went in her pajamas, got on her bike <laughs> and was riding in the cul-de-sac. And my daughter's like, dad, this is, you know, I bike. Well, that's a great thing. Yeah. You know, it just is because like you said, bicycles, there's, there's a connection people have to bikes um, like I've told people is I've had more than one person over my years of selling bikes that have told me that they can go pick out a $50,000 car easier. They can pick out their bike because there's something very personal about a bicycle yeah. Yeah. and the freedom that you get from that. And, um, just the, like you say, the memories that are made from a bike. And, um, I too remember when I learned to ride, my dad left the house that day and told my sister's. When I come home, I want him to know how to ride a bike, and that was their job that day. And uh, so I remember. Yeah, you know, I still doing miss that. my Stingray with the banana seat yep. and the high handlebars. Oh yeah, and, uh, you know as many good bikes as I've had since then. That yep. uh, that still is my favorite. The neat thing about that is we can, and we have great memories of what it's like to learn and to teach as youngsters. But then biking is something that quite literally stays with you the rest of your life. You you know I again. Being in my business, I get mm -hmm. to see the, and I've always told my employees and people, whenever you see somebody go by on a bicycle, uh, I've learned that um, you don't know where they've been, mm -hmm. where they're going, or what they've done. And the, you know, um, and I have customers that are in their 90s, riding thousands of miles a year, mm -hmm. um, you know, and and we're fortunate to be near us six which is the northern route for the recommended cross-country bike trails okay. or, you know riding across the us and so we've had over the years we've had some real experiences of people that come through every year that are traveling you know going somewhere and get to hear their stories and uh and share in that experience that they're they're in and it's uh yeah quite interesting so you may have married into it but it has become part of your life oh yes yeah the thing about bikes are it's um the like i said the connection people have to a bike and mm -hmm. that that um and the benefits that come from it so it's fun selling something fun mm -hmm. and um you know there there are some safety issues if people aren't prepared that yes that people can get injured on it but it's uh majority it's all good I want to talk a little bit about the right of silence as well. You've been a part of that uh, for a long time. Yep. Um, very meaningful for you and for the group. Yep, because uh, the last thing we want to do is is lose an individual on a bike or any mm -hmm. any way. But um, when it happens on a bicycle, it's a little closer to me. And, uh, you know, and, and so, you know, it happens around the area. And so our, our job is just to – we just try to make people aware – you know, uh, as motorists, if, as I, you've probably heard me say, you know, the rule is to give them three foot. You know, mm -hmm. if you're, if, they're, if a cyclist is out on the main road with a car, is, is, when the car is passing, just try to be courteous and give them a three foot clearance. You know, when you go around them, uh, be patient, 
you know, um, you know, with that. But on the other hand, cyclists also need to obey the laws as well. Well, I think we've been a, a bicycle friendly community for these last couple of years. But right. the next step is to become a bicycle embracing community right. where it uh, is a major part of not just our recreational hub, but our transportation hub. Right. Right. And there's a great benefits uh, environmentally and health wise of of people. And, uh, you know, with that. And that's the thing about biking, too, is it doesn't matter what age you are. I, there's mm-hmm. a bike made for for somebody that's at whatever level you are and and it's something that they can excel at no matter what their conditions but my wife still makes fun of me it's you're right there's a bicycle for everyone and my still has uh wide tires yeah those thin little tire (laughs) things i've wiped out more times going around a corner on those i still can't believe how well she does that but the thicker tires keep me a little bit safer sure (laughs) yeah appreciate it hey we appreciate the time and we hope it's a great uh, summer and fall of bike riding and uh and on into the future for this area. No, thanks for the invite. And, you know, we're, we're very proud to be a part of Goshen and all that it's doing. Sounds good. Our thanks to Danny Jones, Sounds Around Town, part of the Sound of Goshen here at the Goshen Chamber of Commerce. You can hear a sound of the economy, sound of success, sound of service, and, of course, Sounds Around Town. I'm your host, Vince Turner. Thank you for joining us. <laughs>